Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Here we are. What up, Chris? Here we are earlier in the day than we were last time. You know, we reference all the time when we're recording, and nobody in no podcast land has any idea. You, you mean this isn't Tuesday morning as this episode is being released? Oh, <laughs> isn't this live streaming? <laughs> <laughs> um, would, it be any, would it be any different if it were live? I feel like, because well, we don't the- edit, we don't edit anything. Clearly. <laughs> it really probably wouldn't be too yeah, too different. I'm just not getting up that early on Tuesdays. No, no, there's no need for that. But we just did a late night we recording. Late night. Yeah. We're middle it, of the day today. It turned out all right. You I think everybody could tell we had had a Long lot <laughs> of coffee <laughs> and post gathering, which yeah. is always, you know. More Jesus is always more good. Yeah. More good is better. More good is better. More good is better. (laughs) Anywho, you doing all right? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. How about you, Wood? I'm 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 great as well. Yeah. I notice we have a we have a special guest in the studio we today. Do, in the studio. In this in the suit in the in the the, the the pod. Maybe we should ask him. It's We've, been so hard for me not to talk already. <laughs> <laughs> oh great, we got one of those. <laughs> and I heard he's a mouth breather too. <laughs> I keep turning away from the mic so I don't breathe into the mic. Hey, people put up with Micaiah for two episodes. <laughs> Fair so, enough. You know. Well, why don't you tell us about your friend? So this is my dear friend and brother, not legitimate brother, but um, Bob Herschelman. Bob and I worked together as athletic trainers in high schools in the Fort Wayne area wow. for how long? Long time. Yeah. I, I remember I remember talking to you on the phone. Uh, maybe yeah. it was at an interview? Yeah, I think it was kind of an interview, but you guys were desperate. So we well, that was <laughs> yeah. most of our hires. But yeah. <laughs> this one seemed to work out. Yeah, you guys were like, Yeah, you should come be this athletic trainer at this really great, great school in, in Fort Wayne. It's got a really, really good football program. And 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 I was like, Yeah, that sounds great. Um but yeah, I'm it, we're I mean, I'm I don't wanna offend anybody, so I won't tell you where it was. Well, that's that's probably <laughs> yeah. but they had a Significant losing streak at the time. They I did believe. have a significant losing streak. Yeah, but actually, uh, and and they've closed down. Since, they have closed. So and, I was going to ask if you turned it around, yeah. but I think we just got our answer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no hard feelings though. It actually was. I loved it there. Yeah, it was great for I, sure. Yeah, it was. It was really good to be there. I remember standing on a deck, like, like on a chair, over looking over Lake Michigan. We were like right on Lake Michigan, um, having a conversation with you uh because my phone signal back at that point was was pretty limited but yeah athletic training for a number of years and very very became very very good friends uh more much more than co-workers for sure and since then he decided to leave and been in thailand for how long has it been now uh, we'll be starting our ninth year, so wow. we've been there for eight years. Wow! Yeah, it was great. We uh, we originally went for two, and that was <laughs> That's how they hook you. Yeah, so now we've been there for eight. So, 
Well, tell tell us about uh, tell us about you, your family, what you do, mm-hmm. just all the kind of the nuts and bolts. So yeah, so um, I uh, eight years ago uh, we um, felt like the Lord was calling us to go to Thailand to work at a school um, there for missionary kids, and so uh, um, I I am a missionary kid. So I grew up in the Philippines. My wife grew up in the Philippines. We always kind of had a desire to work overseas, um, but the Lord really didn't open that door for us. And to be honest, I was pretty happy working here in Fort Wayne. Had lots of good friends. For me. And for mostly, I mean, mostly good friends. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, just uh, just really loving my job here in Fort Wayne. Um, So it was not a decision we made lightly. Uh, We originally went for those two years, like I said, and uh, we've been there ever since. Um, The Lord's doing good things and blessing our ministry there. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole idea of, uh, where we work is, um, Chiang Mai, Thailand, where I, where the school is, um, is kind of a hub for missionary, uh, families. And so we exist to provide like a quality and, uh, quality education and opportunities for students of, uh, missionaries that work all over Southeast Asia. And so, yeah, so I started off as a health and PE teacher and, uh, also as an athletic trainer. Um, but athletic training is not actually a thing there. So, oh. um, I was like a, I was like a super nurse. Um, <laughs> Isn't that what you call your wife? Uh, yeah, it is. She's and, a super and nurse. She is indeed a super nurse yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so, so did that, um, still do that some, um, but now I'm the athletic director and I teach a class called sports leadership where we do all kinds of, uh, community development and outreach projects with, uh, tribal minority groups. And we work in local high schools, uh, with Thai people and, uh, just trying to share the love of Christ with as many people as we can. Which you've done some pretty extensive and I would say pretty incredible, uh, your leadership when you guys go and do projects and working with what's, what are some of the things that kind of stick out to you as kind of unique and interesting trips you've taken? So the class itself is, is pretty awesome and I can't take credit for starting it or anything. It was, it was handed off to me. Um, but there's two parts of the class, uh, sports leadership. One is actually like an internally focused class where like we look at, um, needs that we have at the school. And so we train the kids how to like be referees and coaches and, Mm. and things like that. And they run our rec league programs and our, our other sports programs. Uh, they're involved in mentorship on campus and, and discipleship groups and, um, leading worship and things like that as we have needs on campus. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And it's, it's, uh, Sports leadership one is more teacher driven than mm-hmm. SL two is. Um, we uh, we kind of guide them through all these things and teach them those things. Um, but really, uh, the things that they get involved with around campus changes from year to year, and sure. uh, they have a lot of say in that and a lot of control. So it's it's cool. It's wow. empowering students to lead, which is neat, and then equipping them to do so. And then SL two, which is the class I still teach, is mostly seniors. And that's more outwardly focused. And so every week we go into Thai schools and teach English. Um, obviously we use, we use English, but sometimes we teach Bible stories. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we tell people before we go that we're, we're a Christian school and that we're going to be teaching, um, you know, biblical values and, and teaching, um, teaching about Jesus. And uh, people are so eager to learn English that they're okay with that. And so it's, it's a really neat way to get into local schools and, um, to have access to, uh, sharing Christ with, with young Thai students. Um, so that's fun. We do that, uh, every week at least once. And then we also go on trips to the border, uh, where we work with, uh, 
minority groups, uh, hill tribes people, um, and do all kinds of different various projects with those guys. Um, and, and in those settings, uh, we've partnered with uh, major corporations from the United States who have kind of heard about the class and stuff and they want to help. Mm. And so we do projects with them. Um, I'm trying to be careful because I don't know who I can talk about and who I can't. <laughs> um, and actually just being back in America, like there's so many freedoms that I have here to be able sure, to talk about. Sure. Them. I nervously uh, mention things. Um, in what border are we talking about? Uh, sorry. Yeah, Burma. Burma. So Myanmar, gotcha. Burma. Yeah. yeah. So right now, actually, it's it's pretty hard to be up there because of all the, the conflict and things in Burma. Yeah, sure. Um, thousands and thousands of people fleeing uh, yeah. the country. And they're uh, in, m- many of them winding up here in Fort Wayne. Yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, I was I was just telling Kylie earlier, um, I met a uh, I met a guy, a Karen uh, man up in the jungles of northern Thailand who he was like he had family in Thai, wow. in, in Fort Wayne. Wow. I was like, man, I said, we have so much in common. I have family in Fort Wayne, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so so just doing all kinds of community development projects with them and working with them, um, really just trying to be a, a, a light for them and sure. encourage them uh, in their faith. Um, if they have faith and if, if they don't know who Jesus is, introducing them to him. So yeah, that's cool. What, uh, I had the opportunity, what was it? March of 18, Mm -hmm. I believe, uh, 2018, I got to come and hang out with, with you guys for, for a few days. Um, the culture was just, I mean, obviously you're on the other side of the globe. So, uh, obviously things are much, much different. What are some of the unique things about the culture that maybe were, I don't want to say culture shock, but you've had to develop which now is just your normal every day. But what was it? What are some of the differences that maybe some people listening wouldn't yeah. necessarily? Um, it's a very quiet of. culture. So like, you know, you don't honk your horn at people, even though they give you lots of opportunities to want to. <laughs> um, in fact, I think when you were there, we had an accident, didn't we? I like, wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. I, actually I was. I I'm glad you did. Yeah. <laughs> totally wasn't my fault. It was not uh, your fault. Totally we saw it happen. We, yeah. Yeah. This dude just totally was not paying attention and hit me with a motorbike. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's not the first time that that's happened and it's definitely wasn't the last time that that's happened. So, um, but yeah, so it's just a very quiet culture. Uh, Thai people are great. Uh, they're super generous. Um, it's known as the land of smiles, um, and they hold pretty true to that. Mm. They're pretty smiley people and friendly. Um, you probably fit in really well. well oh yeah, I just yeah. smile all the time. <laughs> um, in fact, it's been difficult like over the last couple of years where we've had to wear masks all yeah. the time because there's no smiles. So yeah. you smile with your eyes. <laughs> you <do> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a it's a really good place to work. Uh, uh, I love Thai people. Um, I'm grateful that they allow us to be guests in their country and to serve there. Um, yeah, I mean, the food is awesome. Um, I mean, it, it, you know, when you've lived there that long, it's, it, you start to not think it's as awesome and you start to want American (laughs) food again. Um, but, uh, there's enough, there's enough Western food there as well that we can kind of keep, keep on track there. And super cheap, super cheap, man. We stayed there hotel and food were, huh? Very minimal. For sure. Yeah, you go to a Thai restaurant here and it's like $12 for a plate of something that would cost me like, you know, 75 cents (laughs) in Thailand. So, Also, the portions here are a little bit different. Like uh, some friends of ours took us out to like Mission Barbecue the other day. Yeah. And uh, awesome. It was really good, right? But like I'm talking and I'm not paying attention to how much I'm eating and pretty soon my food's gone. (laughs) And the first thought I had was I was sad. 
that it was gone. <laughs> that it was done. The second thought I had was like, how many plates of Thai food would I've had to eat oh, wow. to equal the calorie content that I yeah. just consumed? And I, I think I finished by like, you know, nine plates of something. Jeez. So, uh, Jeez. so yeah. But again, I'd go back right now. Like I'd like to mission, to mission, yeah. To mission, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would, okay. I would yeah. right now. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's uh it's it's uh it's a it's a beautiful culture. Um my house, as you know, like you can you can drive fifteen minutes up a mountain and there's there's elephants there and mm-hmm. um it's just uh it's a really neat and cool place to work and, and to live. It's uh difficult for a lot of reasons. Um, but it's um the people don't make it difficult. Mm, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the school for missionary kids mm-hmm. are most of the, are they boarding there or are their parents out, out on, in the field, uh, you know, and they're, they're, there alone. How, how does that work? I'm curious. Yeah. So, um, we don't have any, uh, dorms per se at yeah. the school, um, but there are dorms that mission organizations have. Okay. And so I think there's four of them, um, that kids stay at, um, a lot of the, uh, families, uh, you either stay with friends, you know, and go to school or, Mom will come and stay, or mom and dad will come and stay in Chiang Mai so that you can go to school. But dad kind of commutes to work. Okay. Uh, and by commute, I mean like you know they're back and forth to other countries. Yeah. During yeah. the week, and then you know they might come back every other weekend or something like that. So, um, it's uh, because it's kind of centrally located in Southeast Asia. Um, it it kind of caters well to that. Okay. People can kind of can do their work in whatever country they happen to be in, and still have their kids go to the school okay. there. Uh, yeah, we cool. do have, we do have several dorm students. So okay. what's a, a climate? I know you've shared and it was crazy hot when I was there. Mm-hmm. What was, what's that? I know so, you've yeah, talked that, about air quality and like just to give kind of some. Yeah. Background. So the, the air quality there is pretty bad usually because they do a lot of burning, they burn fields and things. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of agricultural pollution. So before COVID even happened, we were always wearing masks, uh, during certain parts of the year oh, just wow. to, just to survive, um, and breathe, breathe, mm-hmm. breathe cleanly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So, um, yeah, the, the climate people ask like when the best time to visit is, and I'm like over Christmas, like, like, uh, November, January, you know, February, December. Um, and the weather there then is like it is here now. Mm. So it's like eighties and cooler. I don't know yeah. if you noticed, I'm, I was wearing a sweatshirt when I showed up today. Yeah, I, I did yeah. notice that. <laughs> it's a, so we're freezing to death. We're actually, when we're in, when we're in Fort Wayne, we actually live in my parents' basement, which yep. is, uh, you know, if you're out there listening and like, you're not married yet, like, like your future wife's dream is to live in your parents' basement. <laughs> Um, it's been super, super good for my marriage, uh, as we've been back. um, and, and it's not because my parent, uh, my parents are awesome. Yeah. They, they really are, um, love the Lord. Um, and, uh, they're so, I mean, I'm driving my dad's car right now, like, which is, which is super nice and they're super generous to us, but there is something special about living in a basement. Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, what did you ask me again? Oh yeah. The, the. <laughs> The, yeah, so it's cold in the basement. That's what I was getting yeah, at. It's cold yeah. in the basement. It's cold in Fort Wayne. It's hot in Thailand. That's what you asked me. It's yeah, hot it's all hot, the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> hot all the time. All we the have, time hot. We don't have different seasons. Uh, we have two seasons. We have hot, and then we have rainy season, which is just hot with rain. Hot um, and wet. Hot. Yeah. So there's hot and wet, hot and dry. And then, um, yeah, sometimes it cools off in the evening. Like, uh, in fact, like somebody thought that they were being like clever the other day and they're like, Hey, it's actually hotter here than it is in Chiang Mai right now. And they showed me their app and I was like, yeah, but it's 1030 at night in Chiang Mai. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, 
So yeah, we are blessed though. Like Chiang Mai, the infrastructure there is great. Mm. Uh, we have air conditioning and stuff. A lot of people think like if you're a missionary in a foreign country that like you ride elephants to school and <laughs> like they're, you know, we live in huts and some missionaries do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, we do not. Yeah. Yeah. We live in, we live in a house and I have internet and <laughs> there's a Starbucks 15 minutes away and um, it's okay. Yeah. I do remember the monkeys were quite scary yeah. to me. Monkeys are terrible they're, little things. They were like not nice. No, I know. I mean, they're I know God. I know God created them, and they're they're cute <laughs> to look at from a distance, but like they're vicious little beastie animals. Yeah, yeah, and they're smart. Yeah, they're smart. Very we were unnerving. At a, we were at a temple once, and uh, they kind of came at us. And like you just kind of back away, like because there's like a group of them. There's like 20 yeah. monkeys coming at you, and it's like you know if it came down to a fight, I don't care what cartoons you've been watching, you're not gonna, you're not going to win. Um, so we started backing up and stuff, and they started making a go at my friend who had Sprite. He had like a, a bottle of Sprite in his hand, yeah. And like, and we all had water, but he's making a beeline to the Sprite, and so we're just like, just give it to him, just give it to him, give him whatever he wants, man. So, so the Sprite bottle had like a cap on it, right? And he yeah. chucks the bottle at the at the monkey, and the monkey like stops and picks it up and looks at it and then kind of glares at him and then he takes the lid off and starts drinking it it's the weirdest <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever so uh so yeah monkeys are smart and they have like i, I guess they don't have opposable thumbs they maybe do but whatever they have they can open bottles oh, with caps. <laughs> so good to know yes yeah. i have no idea how shake it up i have next no time. idea <laughs> like so many conversations we have i have no idea how we got to opposable thumbs on monkeys <laughs> Does that happen often? But, but yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have all kinds of uh, good critters. In fact, like uh, one time my dog came in. We have a little teeny little Thai dog, and it came in yipping and upset from outside. And and I was like, what's going on? Her name was Midnight, and she was white. Um, makes, makes all the sense in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, so I run outside. I'm looking around to figure out what's going on and stuff. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this giant thing moving behind, like, in our carport like behind some uh, shelving and stuff. And I'm like, what is that? And it was a snake. It's huge. Um, so it's like a python. Wow. And it kind of, so the last thing you want to do, like, I don't know if you guys have been in a situation like where you see something in your house and you're like, you're like, you yell for your wife because you don't want to kill it or something. And you turn your head for a second and you look back and it's, it's gone. gone. Right. <laughs> the, the last thing you want to do, right, is to lose track of a 10 foot python. Right. And so I'm not taking my eyes off that thing. And I'm yelling at my wife. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, go, go call our friend. I have this friend named Tim that like, he's a, he's a super snake. Like he just loves them. Right. And Good so she him. calls, she calls Tim and Tim's geeked out because he just got like for Christmas, he just got like a new snake wrangling tool. Right. <laughs> and he's never been able to use it on a big snake like this before. And so as Stacy's calling Tim, I'm watching the snake go behind our, we have a little chest freezer mm-hmm. uh, in our carport. Um, and it like, it moved the freezer. Like it, it crawled behind the freezer oh and the gosh, freezer oh. moved. And I was like, this is not okay. And that's when we moved. Yeah. We, <laughs> so, we, just, we packed up whatever we could. It's <laughs> so funny. So, so yeah, anyway, Tim came and we pulled it out and stuff. We took our photos and stuff and put it in a trash can and took it and released it back into the wild. So, so no harm, no harm. Anybody listening that's afraid that we hurt the snake. We didn't I promise. <laughs> Um, and it didn't hurt us and it didn't eat my dog. So that's, that's good. news. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. No, it's been good. Like, uh, you mentioned moving. Um, 
that you guys, my wife will tell you that you should never, ever give me a microphone. Okay. So you guys are a bunch of suckers. Anyway, we got some questions. We'll, we'll some? leave them in there. Yeah. <laughs> we've in the questions. Uh, but you mentioned moving. And, uh, so I grew up in the Philippines okay. in the jungles of the Southern Philippines, which explains a lot about me. I think I grew up spearfishing and hunting and it was awesome mm-hmm. for a little kid, a little boy anyway, to grow up overseas in the Philippines. Um, Grew up without electricity most of the time. We had like a generator that would run until six during the business day and then no power um, in the evenings and things. And so like, that's how I grew up. But now I'm a missionary myself, right? And we're in Thailand. If the power goes out for more than an hour, that's when I'm like, I'm questioning my calling, right? (laughs) I'm like, Lord, I know you called us to do this, but like, I'm not feeling that right now. Like, I feel like it's so my wife's like on her phone trying to find tickets back to America. And and it's... uh, you know, the kids are like it, it, no internet for an hour. And so. Oh my gosh, we might as well be in the Philippines. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's like, like nobody <laughs> should have to live like that. <laughs> so yeah. So like so, we're, we back. Oh no, I was saying. So yeah. So like the, you know, so like then the lights come back on and it's like, oh, sorry, God, I was kidding. You know, and, <laughs> There's, I know you want us to stay it? here. There's no atheists in foxholes. There's no atheists when there's yeah. no internet. Exactly. God, please exactly. just give me just give me one bar. Just give me. So yeah. So like, just in case anybody was wondering after listening to this, if I suffer hardships, you just heard. Oh my gosh. You just heard it straight from me. But yes, we have we have endured. Um, so all right. So you so you grew up in the jungle, a missionary kid, and. A lot of, uh, you know, missionary kids often swing one of two ways, right? Mm-hmm. You you either, man, embrace it. You're like, man, I, this is this is what I want to do. Like, I want to f- follow my parents' footsteps or whatever it is. You receive the calling yourself, right? And and you go out and do. Or it's like, man, I, oh no no no, I'm I'm gonna live in one house for the rest of my life and raise a family there and live a quiet life and uh, you know not not. Did you did you did you always know know you wanted to be back? You mentioned how you really wanted to go to you really want to go to Thailand. You gave it two years and you just loved it and and now you're now you're sticking with it. Did you ever have that like like did you always feel like that? So I met my wife in the Philippines, ah. like our senior year in high school. So and, and two missionary both kids. Both of us, yeah, two okay. missionary kids. Um, and so we both have always had a heart to, to go back and serve overseas. Wow. And it's for sure that not all missionary kids feel that way. Sure. And uh, like we were talking earlier, Kylie and I were talking earlier, like, uh, you know, I, I think being privileged to be called overseas and to do that and to serve the Lord that way is, is great. Um, but then also understanding that the people that are called to be here, like, like have a mission field too. Sure. Right. And I'm so appreciative for Kylie and for you and for, for others who, who hold firm to their faith here in the U S and, and are sharing that, that faith and that hope with other people here. Um, that's hugely encouraging to me, um, as we serve over there. Um, and so, so yeah, but, uh, to, to get back to your question, um, the swinging one way or the other, um, I think a lot has to do with, uh, with, the perception of, of living overseas. Mm. I always like my friends that I always saw being a missionary kid is being like a superpower. Mm. It was like, we like, we got to like grow up overseas and we got to like experience all these things. And, I, don't, I don't know how to spearfish. And right. I well, well, I mean, it's a super, it's a super like useful skill, right? Like, <laughs> like here, here in Fort Wayne. Oh, for sure. Like, like I can spear a fish with a bow and arrow like, from a tree, like, which, which I've used so many times in my life since then. It's like, it's like, yeah, I have a master's in wilderness survival. 
<laughs> and then I, and then, grills. Right. <laughs> but then when the power's out, I want to move. Right, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> as long as I have cell phone service. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm super tough, right? Like I, could, I could survive in the jungle for hours. Um, but no, so like we, I always wore it as like a badge of honor. Mm. Um, and I always, uh, I always just loved that, but I feel like that was a gift from the Lord that he gave me that because wow, cool. he knew that eventually he was going to ask me to go back. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like sometimes, uh, missionary kids don't have that, that experience. Um, but that was my experience. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so I always have wanted to go back. Um, honestly, uh, even, even into the role that I have working with missionary kids, um, I was just struck by how many of my friends uh, graduated from Faith Academy uh, in Manila, where I went to school, okay. who, when they left the school, they kind of left their faith as well mm. and uh, just had a huge burden in my heart for them yeah. and for other missionary kids who have all this head knowledge of who Jesus is. And, and they know so much about like uh, theology and, and, and all those things. They could have a long conversation with you. Right. And I have had long conversations <laughs> with them. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't have a relationship mm. with Jesus and, and they don't know, they don't truly accept who he is in yeah. their life. And, uh. and, uh, I always want my kids that have gone through my classes and that have interacted with me at grace to have an answer for the question. Why are you a Christian? Mm. Um, we talked about this just earlier, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you a Christian? Well, my parents are missionaries, right? Well, who cares? Mm. Like, like who are you yeah, and, and, yeah. and who are you uh. in Christ? And so, so that's always been a passion of mine. And it's always broken my heart when I think about missionary kids that have, have like walked away from their faith. And so, uh, we gave that to the Lord. Um, my wife, Stacey and I got married between our junior and senior year in college okay. and, uh, we kept giving it to the Lord. And then we worked in the U S for a long time and then the Lord gave us the opportunity to go. That's cool. So yeah, it was like a three month thing. Yeah. It was like, it was like, Hey, there's an opportunity. And we're like, okay, we'll see you there. Wow. Um, and the Lord made that happen. So, mm. yeah. wow. now I, Bob, this is just us here. Okay. Mm. Just the three of us. We'll edit this out. Perfect. We're not going to edit anything. Yeah. You know, you said before you're always, you were, you said it very kindly and very eloquently, but like, Oh, you know, you guys back, back in the U S serving the Lord faithfully. Mm. Come on. Is there a little part of you that's like those whining American Christians, is there a little, it's just us here. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we have our answer. In. No, no, no. Yeah, do you guys have like commercial breaks or something? Like, and now we're from our sponsors. Uh, no, yeah, uh, we're, we need we're sponsors. sponsors. We're the sponsors. That's- <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not asking you to, you know, bash, Amer- bash American Christianity. No. That's I'm not. That's not. You know, that's not what I mean. I just, I, I, I just hear that. I just, I hear that a lot. And and you were very kind in what you said, but, but uh, you know, so, what's the truth? Uh, Our no, power. Well, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Our power goes out for an hour sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, so, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard, hard, it's here, hard too. here too. <laughs> Yeah, and then and and that's the thing too is if the power goes out in America, where do you go? Yeah, right. Like there's there's nowhere left. No, you pretty much just have to Learn resign spear yourself. Te- right. Texas. Yeah. Basically, you grab your bow and arrow and head out to the woods. Um. <laughs> and can I just say? Can I just say? You know, our people, our our listeners can't can't see Bob. You know, you're a fit guy. You know you. 
I'm am just saying if if the power did go out and we'd have to go in the woods, I wouldn't mind being on Bob's well, team. He's wrangled a python for goodness' <laughs> yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we need. My friend Tim. Yeah, my friend yeah. Tim wrangled the we python. Would need you. I I called my wife for help. <laughs> So, we're, we're trying to give you credit for this. So I'm not trying to deflect from your previous yeah, question, yeah, but yeah. you you mentioned fitness, and that's yeah. because like uh, like so somebody once told me that like exercise was a good way to handle stress on the mission field, and so that's <laughs> maybe that's what I need. <laughs> I need nine years, nine years in a foreign country. <laughs> yeah, so if if I'm fit, it's because like my wife, it'll be ten o'clock at night, and she's like, leave and go run. <laughs> Come back when you've got yourself figured out. So, um, again, my wife has right. told me to leave at 10 o'clock at night. Too, sometimes. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. It's the same. Um, no, so you asked about whiny, like, okay, uh, I don't think that, I don't think that Americans corner the market on whiny Christianity. Um, if that helps, I'm trying, yeah, I'm fair. trying to, I'm trying to think about how to say this articulately, but then also be truthful. And then also I'm a verbal processor. Okay. okay? So like, you'll find out for me that <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing right. here. That's, that's this whole thing. <laughs> so you fit in really well. <laughs> so when you're with a group of friends, right. And you're just talking and you're verbally processing yeah. and you find out that you're dead wrong with what you said, you can like backpedal and be like, well, I didn't mean like that. Right. He just meant, said he'll edit it. I meant something else. Right. So when I got this <laughs> no, microphone, this microphone actually in my mouth right yeah. now, and I'm saying this, I'm, I'm cognitively, uh, cognitively yeah, right. aware that like what I say could have repercussions. <laughs> And so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like temper my, which yeah. is not, you can ask my wife this too. It's not my strong suit, <laughs> like, like being careful about what I say. Um, but no, I don't think we corner the market in America and I am American, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there was a time in my life when I was a, in the Philippines uh, where I, I didn't know if I was or not, mm -hmm. uh, but I certainly am. And I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud to be part of the American church. I'm proud of, um, man, there's nothing like. So like when COVID came and we had to like lock down and we couldn't go to church in Thailand, like being able to like log in and worship with my, my home church in Fort Wayne, mm. like it was awesome. And, uh, I think I can tell you this cause my wife may or may not listen to this. Uh, but like when we, the first, the first Sunday that we're back in church, like the two of us stand in the back of the church and just ball. Wow. And, and, it, and, and you mean our, here in Fort here Wayne, in Fort Wayne, yeah. here in Fort Wayne. So like, you know, we say hello and people like give us hugs and stuff. Oh, it's good to have you back. And we're like, yeah, it's good to be back. And then we start worshiping with, with, with our American Christian brothers and sisters and stuff. And it's just like, we just weep. Wow. And, and, and I can't figure out why we do that, but it's every time. Wow. Every time we've been back, that happens. Um, I was telling Kylie earlier, I cried in the airport this time. So maybe I'm just, I don't know, like, like, but, but whatever it is, um, there's just like we're all in this together, right? Like yeah, yeah. the global church is 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 called to be living and active for Christ, and we're the hands and feet of Christ, and we're the bride of Christ, and so we're beautiful, even though we're all broken. Yeah, we're beautiful, and and um, and I think that we take a lot for granted, mm. and I think that when you have a lot of freedoms and when you have a lot of uh, a lot of access to certain things that it can cause us to be non-reliant on who Jesus is mm. and it can cause us to kind of rely on ourselves. Um, and so I don't know if I answered the question or if I deflected successfully uh, away from that question, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think you answered enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so, powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that, um, I mean, I mean, all of us are nothing without Christ. Yeah. And I think when we forget that and we start thinking more of ourselves than we should, that it causes all kinds of that, mm. that 
that I forget how you put it. You put it really well, but like the the you're supposed to bail me out right now and tell me how yeah, what you said. I'm, I'm trying to think what I <laughs> right. said. I'm, I'm like, I have no idea. So whatever you said earlier, okay, like you can. We'll, we'll edit it back in right like, here. Like you re- rewind it, right? You still do that? Like you put that thing on the fork and wind it backwards again. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I think that that's a true danger, and it's not just in America. I think yeah. it's everywhere. Okay, I think it's okay. everywhere. Because we we've talked on this podcast before about the entitlement mindset, mm. and uh, and and yeah, you're right. That is not exclusively American. Mm. You know, but it's really just selfish Christian is, is, you know, a selfish Christian has that mindset, you know, and that's, that's what, well, I think entitlement's a good word because I think that the other two that I would think of is what's comfortable and freedom, the freedom of expression, the freedom to gather, to worship, all that stuff isn't bad, but when it becomes an expectation or, or that is what drives my faith as opposed to no Jesus and Jesus alone, yeah. regardless of the situation and circumstance, almost like what we talked about on the last well, it's, it's It's like, you know, when there's people in parts of the world that are like meeting in secret because they're afraid of going to jail, right? but they're still meeting, yeah. right? Yeah. And then sometimes around here, and I'm not pointing fingers at donuts. I love donuts, okay? But like you shouldn't pick your church based on the flavor of the donuts that they have, like in the in the foyer. Um, yeah, but Rise and Roll is so good. I, they are so good. And praise God. Praise God that we <laughs> praise have. Praise God for Rise and Roll. Praise God for Rise and Roll. And, and I don't know if you, you don't have like like commercial breaks and stuff. Jack's Donuts? What in the actual world? Those are the, like, I've, have you ever had Jack's Donuts? I, I don't believe so. On Illinois Road. Yeah, I don't think Man, so. my mom took me there. She's like, she was like, she kept dropping hints that she wanted to go get donuts. And I was like, let's go. So took her to get them and they, they were delicious. Uh, so, if anyone from Jack's Donuts is listening, uh, we can be reached at uh, following yeah. Jesus for jerks at gmail.com. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you Our right first now. sponsorship. I'm telling you right now, if you had their donuts in your foyer, you'd like you'd, your, your church attendance would grow. Um, <laughs> we but it shouldn't grow because of coffee. that. <laughs> I think you know what I mean, though. I think, I think you know what I mean. But like, sure. like, I think, I think like we become such a consumer oriented church that like we sometimes miss the focus of what we should be focusing on or miss the point of what we should be focusing on. Okay. So you talked about church in Thailand, your church in Thailand. What's that look like? Does that look very similar? Uh, Yeah. It's messy there too. Just like here, like, uh, you know, and it's a bunch of broken missionaries that get together. Uh, I can understand quite a bit of Thai, um, but I can't speak very much, uh, still. I mean, it's been eight years and Mm -hmm. so I have no actual excuse except for that. Uh, my, my context, right? Like my job is in English. My family speaks English. Um, so really the only time I speak Thai is when I'm out in villages and things, which isn't enough. Um, I, I, and every time I go to a village, I come back and I'm like, I'm quitting everything and just going to study Thai. (laughs) You were really, Um, really good at ordering um, food. Oh, dude, you can order food for sure. Cause that's the first thing anybody learns is how to order food. Like there's two things that you have to know how to do and that's order food and go find the bathroom. Right? Yeah, that's so key. That's exactly in, in, actually, in a specific order. Actually key is tie for poop. So <laughs> you probably should edit that out. Um, we don't edit anything. No. All right. That's a free tie lesson for everybody. listening. <laughs> poop. Poop. Uh-huh. Got it. Poop. Got it. Uh, so, but yeah, so like, uh, <laughs> The the language thing is big, and I forgot what I was talking about. So, um, I could the, the Thai church. Thai yeah, church. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So so we go to Thai. Like a lot of my friends do go to Thai churches, which is awesome. And uh, Thai believers, man, like they're they're superheroes to me um, because um, it's like the New Testament church. Like when they oh. give their lives to Christ, they're basically in their culture, they're turning their back on Thai culture and they're turning their back on their families. Their families usually kick them out of the house. Um, 
they're uh, they lose they lose status and it's a shame based culture so they're shamed um, so really the Thai church really the Thai Christians really band together um, and that's why I mentioned earlier uh, I might have mentioned earlier it might have been when we were talking but like uh, Thailand's ninety nine percent Buddhist and then 1% Christian and Muslim. So there's not very many Christians in Thailand. Uh, there's more and more, praise God. Praise God, there's more and more daily right now, and he's doing amazing things in Thailand and uh, using all kinds of, of broken Christians to do that wow. in Thailand. Um, but about the church, it's it's a bunch of missionaries. We go to a, I, I was saying that like some of my friends go to Thai churches. Um, my Thai is not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. And so we do go to an international church, sure. and it's mostly... Mostly missionaries and uh, other expats that go to the church, and uh, we have a very good pastor who presents the word every week, and um, it's good. But it's 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 similar to here, where it's it's you know we worship together and it's it's life giving and it's good. Um, we get fed there um, by our pastor, um, but it's uh, it, there's difficulties there and there's challenges there, just like there are here. Mm. So they really, I mean, when when scripture talks about counting the cost and, and dying to self, like they're legitimately, that's correct. That's, that's hard. Like you said, different than, you know, some of your missionary kids maybe, or some of the American church or whatever, where I'm Christian because my parents were or are, or I go to church on Sunday. So I'm a Christian and, um, that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, you know, in America, I think too, if somebody asks you if you're a Christian, it's easy to say yes or no. Right. right? Um, in Thailand, if you're a Thai person and you answer that question, you better be sure. Wow. Um, because if you are labeled a Christian, it has repercussions. It means, it means a lot in that community and in that culture. Wow. There's, there's no cultural Christianity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cultural yeah. Buddhism. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I've even had, um, like, you know, young, young believers. Um, and I've even had, like the Lord's even blessed me and allowed me to be part of some of their, uh, walk with the Lord and they're, they're, they're coming to know him. Um, but being willing because they're so hungry for the gospel because like, like they hear it and they're, they're excited about it. And the fact that like that, that this guy, Jesus came and paid their merit for them. Like, so they no longer have to like live like, like that kind of life where they always have to pay for their sins anymore because it's paid for. Uh, they're just desperate to believe that. And, and they choose to believe that and they actually accept Christ as their savior and they, and they give their lives to him and they develop a relationship with him. But it's so hard for them to let go of the culture. And so they still go to the Watts, uh, the temples, they still go to the temples. They still do the ceremonies. They still participate in Buddhist activities and in holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, but they just say, Oh, well, when we're, when we're not, when we're kneeling before the Buddha, we're praying to Jesus. So you use the word merit. Can you describe mm. what that is culturally? Yeah. So uh, Thai Buddhism is a little bit different than other Buddhism because it, it, it kind of combines a lot of spiritism and um, Kylie knows because he came to visit, but like there's spirit houses out in front of all the houses yeah. and things. And I can talk about that later if you want. Um, but uh, but the primary premise of Buddhism is is uh, seeking absence of pain and absence of suffering and really the absence of feeling and nirvana and all that stuff. Um, but one of the ways that you do that is by paying for your sins, by atoning for your sins. And so one way of doing that is if you, um, if you do something bad to somebody, you should expect something bad to happen back to you to kind of balance that. Um, a lot of, uh, like during holidays and things, ties will go out and buy things that they can't afford and take Mm -hmm. them up to the temple and give it to the monk to, to kind of erase a past transgression that they've had. Um, so it's a lot of, uh, um, 
works-based faith, right? Like if I, if I do this, then this is going to happen to me. If I do that, then this will happen to me. If I act good, if I'm nice and kind, then I will be treated the same way. Mm. Um, if I'm nasty and mean and steal things then that's going to happen to me. Um, so it actually makes for a very safe society because <laughs> sure, sure. everybody's afraid to do anything yeah, to anybody yeah, because, because of what's going to happen to them. Yeah. Right. So, but, but also it's a very spiritually dark place. Um, I have known you for, I don't know how many years, 20 years, maybe at least. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like you are, you're and you even just telling your story on here. Uh, you can really get a sense. And I've always known you to be a, man of humility, a man of service, a man of giving. I mean, as an athletic trainer, you were well known on our staff for always going above and beyond. Um, how has, what, what drives you? And obviously we're going to sit here and talk about Jesus, but what drives you in the way that you engage other people in love in that way, uh, to remain in humility. Mm -hmm. Obviously we talk about this podcast is about, you know, the pride that can, enter in like one, maybe what are some of the struggles that you've had from a pride perspective? And then how do you continue to remain a man of humility and service and love, um, as, as you've walked through your life? That's uh that's, that's, that's a big question, man. Wow. That's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why, that's why, that's why we have a podcast. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk about the big questions. Um, man. So first of all, thank you for those words. Um, I don't always feel humble. <laughs> um, I think if you spend any time studying scripture at all, um, it's easy to be humble <laughs> mm. because you can sure. see how broken we all are. Right. And I think that there's a huge danger. We were actually joking earlier about how like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm a missionary. Like I'm front row seat Christian, you know, like, <laughs> like, like all that and, and totally saying that joking. But I think that there's this mindset that like our position in heaven and with Jesus is commensurate with our fruit and our activity here on earth. Right. And what we do. And just like those Thai believer or those Thai Buddhists that I was just talking about, we feel like there's somehow we can buy our way into a higher standing with Christ and, and we can, and we can somehow like do good things and, and, and be a superhero for Jesus and just crush it and then be somehow seen in, in more favorable light by the Lord. And, and that's just not what the Bible teaches. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we're all broken. We're all sinful and, and we're all, uh, equally, equally sinful. Right. And we're all, uh, in need of a savior and we're all in need of being, um, of, of needing Jesus in a relationship with him. So I think if you, um, are constantly aware of that, I know for me, myself, uh, this is just practical and I'm not trying to like, somebody taught me this when I was young and it's really stuck with me and I've tried to teach it to the kids that I teach as well. But every morning before you wake up and before your feet hit the ground, is just saying a little prayer, mm. just saying, Lord, like today, I just want to put to death anything that I want to do. Uh, I don't want today to be about my goals and my hopes and my, my, my plans. I want it to be about what you have for me. And then, and then trying to like, I challenged him. I said, do it for 21 days. Like somebody once told me if you do something for 21 days, right. it becomes habit. Right? right. So it's like, try it for 21 days. You think I'm, I'm full of garbage. That's fine. After 21 days, come tell me. Yeah. Uh, but across the board, every student I've had has come to me and told me that that's really inf uh, affected their lives in a positive way because it, it becomes, it, it becomes like you start your day off by acknowledging that you're not first, that mm -hmm. Christ is first. 
and uh, that everything that you want to do, and it's not bad to have plans. Like, like my wife thinks that I think it's bad to have plans because I don't plan anything. <laughs> I just kind of stumble through life until something happens to me. And, then... and, and we end up in Thailand. Right. In Thailand. <laughs> I literally just started a master's degree this week and that was me just wandering into like yeah, a situation uh, and being like, that sounds sweet. Sign me up for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so that's how I live my life. But, <laughs> but like just, just giving that mess to the Lord at the beginning and saying, Hey, listen, I'm going to try to walk with you today. And it doesn't always work. Like, like sure. goodness, goodness gracious. Like, you know, it's one thing to like, you fall on your face before the Lord every morning. Right. And then I'm in Thailand. So like you fall on your face, you get up in the morning, you put on your clothes and stuff. You're downstairs drinking coffee. You're spending some time with the Lord. You're checking your, your emails because all y'all in the States write me in the middle of the night. There. <laughs> Cause, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to catch up on those things and everything. And then like, I'm yelling at my kids to get downstairs so we can leave for school. And then we're driving and like driving in Thailand is like Mario Kart. Yeah. Like without the shells, right? <laughs> I think there true. are banana peels, but that there's is no. true. So like, and really the only rule is don't hit anything. Yeah. So like, there's no laws to follow except for like, just don't run anything over. Right. So everybody's like, Oh, that'd be great. It's not great. It's not because, um, you're constantly driving like somebody's trying to get you. And, uh, so, so I mean, so you get in the car in that situation and stuff and you can ask my kids, I'm glad they're not here for you to actually ask because like I become a complete a heathen. <laughs> so it's like 45 minutes ago, I was on my face before the Lord saying, Lord, today is yours. Yeah. And then, and then 45 minutes later, I'm, I'm, I'm in my heart. I won't say it out loud cause I'm a missionary, right? <laughs> <laughs> but in my heart, I'm saying, I'm saying all kinds of vile things about people. Right. And, uh, and my kids are just like absorbing that They're like, yeah, dad's a fraud. Dad won't let us say those words. I can't even think that word or I'm in trouble. And dad just said it. Um, so, so yes, humility, uh, walking with the Lord, it's a daily struggle. Um, and then also like, I think we're all like hardwired to like compete with each other and like to want to be successful and, and by the worldly standards. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's like, you know, and, and it's weird, man. So like, as a missionary, like, well, what does success as a missionary look like? It's like, oh, I baptized five people today. Or, you know, like I saved, you didn't save anybody. <laughs> you didn't baptize anybody. Like none of this is you. It's all Christ. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as you lose that perspective, you're arrogant and useless to the, to the kingdom. Because you're going you're gonna to turn everybody that you talk to off. Because they're going to see... Christians as you've never heard anybody refer to Christians as hypocrites before, right? Never, never, ever. ever right. <laughs> so that's what happens, right? We get full of ourselves and we're hypocrites. And so yeah. by the grace of God, yeah. and, and I know you said that I've been able to do that my whole life, I, man, I've fought that my whole life. Sure. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. I do not. The last thing I want to do is stand up in front of my students and have them see me as a hypocrite mm. and to turn them away from the gospel instead of towards the gospel. Wow. That terrifies me. I think actually that's scriptural. There's something about tying a millstone around your neck and chucking yourself into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound nice to me. So, like, I, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, Bob, thank you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having thanks me for and putting a microphone in front of me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> while, while we still have it in front of you, because I know I know you got somewhere to be, uh, how, how, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, but other than sending you midnight emails, right. you know, is, is there, um, how can they find out more about the school? Uh, are there, are there opportunities for them to, 
to Man. pray, to give, to, to join, join you out there? What, you know? So we are uh, actually, uh, we're in the middle of a building campaign at school and it affects me directly because it's our athletics uh, okay. compound, uh, like a gym and things like that. I mentioned the air quality before. So like a lot of the year we can't be outside exercising and things. So like oh, wow. the gym okay. is pretty important. Um, so you can actually check out the school at gisthailand.org. Um, you can, you can check out our website and things. If you want to see specifically what I do, it's athletics at gisthailand.org. Um, you can check that out. Um, you can, uh, contact me directly. Um, if you want to see, uh, so we're, we're actually, uh, we're, our sending organization is Wycliffe Bible Translators. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Overseas, we're Summer Institute of Linguistics, and we're actually sent by Brookside Church here in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're part of the uh, FEC Global Footprint as well. And we're uh, we're super uh, just blessed to be part of all those things. Um, but if you wanted to get in touch with me directly, um, can I get my email address out? You can do whatever you want. Does that work? Sure. And I'm just going to send my Personal. email personal I mean, cell phone social security number yeah we have yeah. we have mi- how many million listeners um are we in the billions yet not, not yet not, not yet. yet okay yeah. close this will break us up so, yeah so i mean i'm telling you right now if this is an identity theft issue they're gonna be really sad like, <laughs> like it's awesome to like you know hack somebody and then owe somebody money <laughs> so hack me all day <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, no, I would actually love to hear from you if you'd like to uh, be part of our ministry or if you want to know more about what we're doing, uh, you can reach out to me at, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what email address to give. I have so many. Um, so important. Yeah, right. Uh, you know what? Let's just do this. It's B and then H-I-R-S-C-H-E-L-M-A-N, which is my last name, at G-I-S thailand.org and thailand is t-h-a-i-l-a-n-d and just so you know taiwan and thailand different places <laughs> so this whole time i've been yeah. thinking it's <laughs> yep. Yep. almost uh, the same but not really do we have show notes is that a thing what Aren't there like on other podcasts they say well, it'll all be in the show notes? I've never I've never heard that, but mainly because I don't listen to any other podcasts. But maybe you should. You're the one that links the. I'll put stuff. it in the thing. We'll have it in the stuff. It, it'll be in the show notes. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in show notes before. I'm pretty excited. It's a big deal. Yeah, I feel like Chris I feel like it is. It is. <laughs> it's a really big deal. Yeah. We'll make sure that all of that gets. It, it's. Uh, it's. I'm honored. Like you just happen to be coming home and we always try to connect when you're here and, and I'm just grateful that you would take the time to hang out with us and anytime keep the microphone in front of your face for this long. No, I, I like to talk and, uh, I love to tell people about what God is doing uh, both here in Fort Wayne and, and overseas. So, uh, if you are listening and you're like, uh, you know, you're here in Fort Wayne or wherever else you are, like, thank you for, for listening to these guys talk. Every day, um, I've only heard like two of their podcasts so far, but I'm gonna like I'm gonna like catch up now. Were they good ones? Yeah, they were good, man. I were they? I would, okay. Dude, good I would answer. <laughs> like I wouldn't have listened to more than one if they weren't good. I'm a missionary. I'm super busy. <laughs> Plus, he only so. has power for like three. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna waste my electricity on y'all unless it's good. Oh my so, goodness. But yeah, no, so uh but yeah, no, like thank you for doing what you do where you are and and be a light for Christ wherever you are. And uh yeah. 
it's it's uh like i said we're all doing this together so yeah. all right love it awesome it is it is almost thailand hot in this studio right now no actually i expected it to be worse you're okay well the, you took your look, shirt off halfway through i thought that was, <laughs> I was gonna say i'm the fattest one here and i'm the, <laughs> and i'm you know i thought that was just normal like we just take our clothes off <laughs> oh my gosh no <laughs> time to go wrong podcast no? all right <laughs> see ya huh? peace it's not that hot <laughs>